so it'll be good. Join me in the book of Acts. If you have your Bibles or take out your phone, uh, Bible app, Acts chapter 3 is where we're going to be this morning, Acts chapter 3. And then that way, if you're on your phone, it just looks like you're in the Bible app anyway, so that's what I'm going to choose to believe in this moment. All right, I want to prepare you for later. If you end up in a, a spot of trivia with your friends later this afternoon, you will be ready to have a good trivia fact, okay? So, because that's what happens when you go hang out with friends, right? You gotta, you know, just show off how smart you are about Bible trivia. Who doesn't like that around the lunch table? All right, so the term Christian, the designation of like, I am a Christian, is originally actually a negative thing. The word appears three times in the Bible, never used by people who have faith, always used by other people describing Christians in a negative way. Like, you know, you know those people, those Christians over there. It's a negative thing that they say. It's a negative way to describe a group of people. And what it actually means is like little Jesus people. Those like little Jesuses, the little holy ones, the little anointed ones that are trying to be like Jesus. And it's a way in the early church for people outside of the church to talk negatively about them. It takes about 50, 60 years of that happening before the church itself actually starts to embrace this and be like, yeah, that's who we are. That's what we're doing. We are actually trying to be some little Jesuses, some little anointed people sharing this same hope that Jesus carried. That's where the term Christian comes from. So now you can astound all of your friends with your great wisdom on the topic. Or don't. Acts chapter 3, verse 1. We're going to see some of these early Christians at work. And we'll keep coming back to this kind of designation about them. Acts chapter three, verse one. One day, Peter and John were going up into the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. So they weren't, they weren't actually trying to separate out from Jesus. And they were just gonna keep carrying on Jesus as the completion of what the Old Testament scriptures had had. So they're going to temple to worship. They're going to the temple to pray. They're going, like all of you in here and online today, they're going to church. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. And when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. This is what he does every day. This is his job, if you will. This is his livelihood. He's got at least some friends who can bring him where he can beg. And this is his only chance to survive, to sit there and ask for money Ask for help. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. And then Peter said, and I love this verse. He said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Now don't click the button. Don't go to verse seven. We're gonna pause, dramatically pause. You don't get to know the outcome. There's a couple of things we gotta look at here first. 
Right? Peter says, listen, I don't have the money that you want, but I have something else, something that I want to give you. And what I'm going to give you is this. I'm going to give you the name of Jesus. And this is what categorizes the early church. This is why they get called Christians, right? Because they are defined as people who follow Jesus. They are a name of Jesus kind of church. And as we look throughout this series at ways that the early church walks out their faith and how do we today, 2,000 years later, carry out the same thing? Well, we have to be defined by the name of Jesus. This is the banner. This is the name that we walk under. It's not ever about who's up here preaching or who's up leading worship or who's in charge of whatever or or what video you're watching on YouTube, what video message, who's preaching it. It's all about is it bringing glory and honor to the name of Jesus. This is the common ground that all of us in this room and online have together, that we are here to see or to learn about, maybe you, you just showed up today, you're at least here with questions about this name of Jesus. Who is he and what is he doing in our lives? This is what defines who we are. If you have those practical questions, we do a program called Alpha right now on Wednesday nights, and this week they are, we are talking about who is Jesus. You want a little bit more in-depth on that? Join us for dinner Wednesday at 6 Who is Jesus? That's what we're talking about this week. But here, Sunday, we are defined by that name. This is a name that if you're a Christian, if you've said yes to Jesus as your Lord, it's one where you've said, I choose to follow after Jesus. I choose to live my life in the same way that Jesus lived his Right, as Peter and John look at him, Peter doesn't say, what I do have, I give you in the name of Peter, stand up and walk. We wouldn't have to hold a dramatic pause there. You know what would happen. Nothing, nothing would happen in that moment because his name holds no sway. It won't get you anything. It won't get you anywhere. When we moved down here, we moved down here for my parents to buy a fence company. And that was what they did. That was their their work for a while. And uh, it, it, through the economic crash in 07, 08, it went away. Um, and then about three or four years ago, one of their former employees started the company again. So when Hurricane Ian came and I, like everybody else, lost my fence, I was like, man, I guess I got to start calling around. So I'm Googling and I came across what, coast-to-coast fence company. Like, wait, so that's my parents' company. That's not around. So I, we talked and so I tried calling the guy. My name, let me tell you, my name as the, the, the former owner's son, you know what my name was good for? I got, so, he didn't even answer my phone call. I couldn't even get through to the guy. My name is worth nothing. It won't get you a deal anywhere. You go to wherever restaurant you're going this afternoon, tell them, hey, Pastor Jason from the Vineyard sent me. You will pay full price for your meal. You're welcome. I got nothing for you. My name, Peter and John's name. Nothing but the name of Jesus Christ. That is what we gather for. That is who we are defined by, and that is who leads our life into the future. 
Now, it's graduation Sunday, so let me say one more thing about this name. And whether you're a parent or grandparent or those of you who are graduating, this is something you need to know. Look at what Peter says one more time. He says, silver or gold, I do not have. There are things in life that you can chase after, whether that be money or whether that be just relationships within your school. Parents, might might be the 401k and the inheritance that you could leave behind. Those are, they're not, there's nothing bad with that, but there is something even greater. There is something, parents, more important that you can leave behind to your children than a good financial inheritance. I mentioned that my parents had that fence company. If you lived here in 07, 08, you remember kind of that economy chaos as our city just plummeted and anything related at all to construction, real estate, was all gone. Everything was gone. My parents in that season, uh, the end of 2008, ended up having to go through bankruptcy to, you know, survive. And uh, if you know my story, you know that a few months shortly after that, my dad would end up passing away from brain cancer. He first started feeling that in late January 2009. Problem was in early January 2009, when the bills were closing in and the finances were gone, he had to survive. So he cut the life insurance policy. Million dollar policy, gone. We tried calling a month later and apparently they don't do take backs on those kind of decisions, gone. What could have been would have been a great financial inheritance. But let me tell you, the inheritance that I have from my father, I wouldn't trade it in a second for a million dollars because I was raised with a foundation in this name. And parents, what you can pass on to your kids or students, what you can chase as you grow matters. And the finances or the reputation or the things that you can have are cool, they're good, they're fun, but the name of Jesus better be the thing above every other thing. Look at what happens here, right? So so Peter and John, they walk into the temple, and in verse four, this guy is begging. He's calling out to everybody and anybody, and he's, he's called out to them, and for whatever reason in this moment, the Holy Spirit taps Peter and John on the shoulder and acts Three verse four says, Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, hey, hey, look at us. Look at us. Look at me. Make eye contact. I need to see you right now. Because what he's gonna do is really important. And verse five says that this guy, he turned. So he'd stopped looking at them. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. This is the change that we need as Christians to begin to make, that we don't look in other directions for our hope. This is when you come to faith, this is the commitment that you make when you stand and say, I say yes to Jesus as Lord. You're saying, I am going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I am going to focus my life on him. I'm gonna look that way. Acts 3, 5. So that man gave his attention to Peter, expecting to get something from them. The direction that we look matters. I wonder what would have happened in his life if he doesn't look 
at them. But instead, he chose to look at them. You heard verse six. Peter looked at him and said, silver and gold, I don't have, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk, and I know you, you have barely breath, breathed a breath since I paused to say, what happens next? What happens? Verse seven, taking him by the right hand, Peter helped him up and instantly, instantly, right away in that moment, the man's feet and ankles became strong. The Holy Spirit healed him right in that moment. And I love that, that that same Holy Spirit is still at work today as he was then. Sometimes he's easy to miss if you're not looking for him. This man looked at them. He had some expectation in his life to say, all right, what, what is it that you want to do? And then the Holy Spirit showed up. When you're following the name of Jesus, when you're carrying the banner of the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit tends to show up in and around you. But you got to be looking for him. Peter lifts him up. Instantly, his feet and ankles became strong, and he jumped to his feet, and he began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. And when all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I love this moment. First of all, I love that the Bible, like one of the reasons that you can trust and rely on the words here in the Bible is that this story happens around 80, so either 30 or 33, probably one of those two years. And this book of Acts is written within 25 to 30 years, within a generation. So not only is Luke who writes this telling us a story, but at the time he writes this, you know what he's doing? He's saying, hey, you might know somebody who knew this guy. You can go and ask some questions about this, right? You and I, we can't do that, but in the original writing, this is written so soon after that, the people who recognized him are still around. They're still there. But in this moment, they see him and they are amazed because they knew him before. They knew him before he had met Jesus, before the Holy Spirit had been at work in his life. And you know what categorizes a life before Jesus shows up? It's a life that's dependent on your own name. A life that's dependent on your own strength. A life that is all about you. Now, physically for this guy, right, he's been carried, at least he's had some good friends who bring him places. He's been carried here to beg, to try to ask for help, to try to make a way to survive. And then in verse seven, if we can go back to that verse, Phil, the Holy Spirit shows up. And let me read that to you again. It says, taking him by the right hand, Peter helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Something happened in that moment. Instantly, Jesus Christ of Nazareth shows up and heals this guy. This is a moment of salvation. This is a moment of healing in his life. And if you need some physical healing, man, today we will pray for you after service. We'll have our team up at the cross and they would love to pray for you. And, and, 
If this happens, whoo boy, we gonna celebrate. We gonna party when the Holy Spirit shows up and brings healing. But probably a lot more in this room, there are spaces in our lives, in our hearts that need to find some of this same healing. Places where I've lived for my name and it's caused pain. It's caused hurt. It's caused failure. Right, and I love that happens in this story is that instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. What was his problem was his foundation wasn't there. He's never walked a day in his life. He's never been able to support the weights of his own body, of his own life. His foundation has always been flawed. His strength has never been enough. And he can see that, right? Physically, when we have brokenness, it's easy to tell. But For each of us, we tend to live our own lives in our own strength. And sometimes that's a lot harder to see how the failures are happening. But ask a neighbor, they can see them for you. They can see the areas where things are not going well. In my life, before I really kind of knew Christ, and I said that my parents raised me with a good foundation, but I kind of, Desden, come here, I kind of wandered away from that. When I was in middle school and high school, I chose to go my own path. And I was no longer about Jesus' name. My life was about my name, my path. And how could I make myself look good? Had you known me when I was in high school, you would say I was a very different, hopefully you would say, you would say I was a very different person from who I am now. Because in any and every way that I could, I would take advantage of somebody else to make myself look better. Now, that wasn't necessarily a physical thing. I don't know if you can tell that about me. (laughs) However, in conversation with sarcasm, using my my tongue and my super intelligent wit, which wasn't really that much, I could cut you down. I I could make you feel bad so that I looked better. In every and any way I could, I tried to make myself, this was my strength. Because behind that was all the insecurities of knowing who I was and what frailty I had and what little I felt in that season that I could bring to the table. I was living in my own strength. And then fast forward and you get to meet Jesus like a moment like this guy is having or, or for me when we started coming here and sat in the back where you guys are, Ray and Maria, and and God starts to work in your life and you start to say, oh, there's more to life than living in this pain and brokenness than living in my own strength. Let me find Jesus's strength. And now all of a sudden, God starts to be at work. I love verse 10 where all the people are standing and they're like, wait a second, this is that guy. He used to be, maybe, hopefully, if you meet some of your friends who knew you before Christ, they're like, wait, isn't that, weren't you the one who, didn't you before you, and now you, what? This is part of our stories where we trade our strength, our lives, our abilities for that of what God would want to do in us and through us. And let me tell you, one is way better than the other. If you spend enough time in the gutter, down on your face, because you tried to solve things your own way, then you might have seen this. You might have felt this in your own life. 
that my way isn't good enough. You need your ankles and your feet to be made strong. And the only way that that happens, the only way that you find hope and healing for the future is under the name of Jesus Christ. You don't get healing. You don't get to walk into the future on your own. Peter reiterates this. They see this guy walking around. He's going to church now with Peter and John. What had been where he was going to church just to beg, now he's going to church to praise and celebrate God at work. And he keeps following them. And all the people are amazed. And I'm not going to read verses 11 through 15. We don't have time to get into it. But Peter gives them a little bit of background saying, Jesus has healed him. That's what those verses are about. And so he reiterates it, verse 16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know, this isn't a plant in the audience, they know this guy, he was made strong. It is Jesus' name and that faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. And I wonder this morning what kind of healing is needed in this room. Because each of us have come here today. You probably came to receive some of that healing, hopefully. But each of us has come here today having lived at times out of our own strengths. How do you know the difference of where you're at? Well, one of the easiest ways to know, at least in my life and and across the room in first service, we recognize this together. Like I no, I'm living in my own strength when I start to revert back to that kind of old Jason, if you will. When my mouth and tongue starts to cut at people, when my anger starts to come out and I start to put other people down to make myself better, that ain't Jesus' strength working through me. Let me help you. That's Jason's strength trying to protect and defend and put up walls. I don't know what your thing was, but how do you know when you're standing in your own strength? You start doing the things you used to do before you knew the name of Jesus. You start living out of that comfort zone, out of that strength, even if it's been 30 years. You get into a moment and you get on the other side of it and you go, whoa, what just happened there? Right, Paul, Paul says it that I don't know why I do the things that I don't want to do, but I do what I don't want to do. Right? You ever been in that situation? That's your strength leading out. That's your person. That's your vision. That's you, apart from Jesus, acting out. And when we get into those moments, we have to put, hit pause. Say, so wait, 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 wait. Am I carrying the name Christian, the name Jesus, well right now? I don't know why, I don't know why for me it comes out mostly at restaurants. Man, like, it's just like, if I'm paying for the meal, like, I want it to be done right. And we've just kind of established Jason's not allowed to send food back because I can't handle it. I can't do it well. I, 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 I transition into this other thing. I don't know, like, I don't know what it is for you. It's the way that you talk to me. It might be the way that you drive. That's probably just all of us all the time. I, might be the way that you respond in a difficult moment, but you get to the end of it and you say, or somebody around you says, you okay? What's, what just happened? What's going on there? Because they've gotten to know you in a new way. And at some point in the past, faith in the name of Jesus changed you, but you went back 
to your own strength. Peter says to them, it is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed this man. And that same healing power is available to you and I today. That same Holy Spirit, that same name of Jesus is at work in this room this morning. That we don't have to live in our own strength. We don't have to live in our own abilities. We don't have to fight to defend ourselves. Instead, we have a God who will defend us. So how do we get access again to that strength? When we screw it up, when we blow it, when we fall short, how do we get there? Peter answers that in verse 19. In 17 and 18, he again kind of reaffirms this is God showing up to bring healing. And in verse 19, he says, this is how you get that healing. This is how you get that freedom. This is how, if you've even never, never found Jesus first time in a church, never had any level of hope in him, how do you get it? Verse 19, there's a few steps he gives us. He says, repent and turn to God. The word repent literally just means turn around. Stop doing what you're doing and look, if we can go back to verse five, look to Jesus. How do we find hope and this complete healing, the strength that our feet and ankles need to lift us up so we can walk? We have to repent and turn around. We have to look back and give our attention to Jesus instead of in our own way, instead of our own path, as, uh, as, as Dr. Phil would say, you know, how is that working for you, right? Living in your own way, in your own direction, how is that going? Decently at best, maybe, if I try to make it, put a little shine on it, right? No, we have to learn to turn and look, repent and turn towards God, and in that moment, immediately, just as in verse uh, 7, immediately he is healed. In that moment, verse 19, repent then and turn to God. I'm going to add the word immediately so that your sins may be wiped out. As soon as we turn, as soon as we look and say, all right, not my strength, not about Jason in this moment. God, I need you. God, I want you to shine through me. I want you to work through me. I want your spirit at work here immediately. God shows up, wipes out our sins. Those would be the things that separate us from him. And then, that for the end of verse 19, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And when you live in your own strength, you end up feeling the weight of that, right? You feel the weight of that by being worn down, broken tired, you need refreshment, but you know what? Your own strength can't bring it. You can hold out hope all you want for the vacation in three weeks, but at the end of that week, the vacation is done and life is back on. You can't find enough refreshment in and of yourself. And a lot of the things that people look towards to bring refreshment only bring bondage. Except for the name of Jesus Christ. That when I repent and turn to him and say, all right, I don't wanna do my way anymore. I don't want it to be about my strength. Jesus, I need your strength. 
immediately he shows up with forgiveness of sins and refreshment. This would be his grace and love poured out and showered down into your life. His healing shows up for you. So I wonder today where you need this in your own life. Because if you're tired, if you've carried things on your own, you don't have to keep doing that. It's not ever about your strength. In any and every situation, every situation, at work, tomorrow, in a regular job, in every situation, it is always about the name of Jesus and the strength that he will give you to walk out the day that he has for you. We don't get there in our own abilities. We don't get there in our own strength. We get worn out, just destroyed when we try to do it in our own strength. But if we can do what this verse 19 lays out, repent, turn, look to God, find his forgiveness, then you get to receive his refreshing love in your life. So we're going to close in a moment of prayer today and just invite this refreshing to come. And I'm going to pray over you in the room to get to receive that. And even as we worship together, let his refreshing love and his refreshing grace pour out over you. But before we do that, we're going to have a moment of prayer. And maybe you've just never even found this name before. Maybe your life has never been defined by a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've never been a Christian. Maybe you've never given over control and turned to look towards Jesus. Today, he wants to give you a chance to give your strength over to his. To do that verse 19 thing, to repent and turn to see him so that you can find his strength instead of your own. So as we pray first, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just lead a prayer that if that's you and you need to make a change inside of you, you can pray along with me. And, and what that means is you can kind of repeat after me in your head and, and give God a chance to show up. And just like we saw with this lame man who couldn't walk, immediately in those moments when we cry out and reach out to God, immediately he shows up in your life. So let me pray for you. And if you need to pray that prayer, pray with me. Even if you're online, pray with me. And then I'm going to pray for everybody in the we'll worship. And just say a prayer like this. If that's your, your, your life story right now is your own strength, then maybe you come before God and you say something like this. Say, Jesus, I need you in my life. My strength has worn out. like that in that moment as you you say that he shows up immediately and the Holy Spirit begins to work at you to bring that forgiveness of sin to bring that healing and hope that has been devoid of your life for many years but you've not been alone he's been waiting for you to come to him and now you have a new future so 
Lord, we just pray for each in this room that you would pour out your refreshing grace. Father, for each of us at times where we stand on our own and we get beaten down, Lord, I pray that you bring refreshment right now. And Father, that your grace would be so good that we would no longer be so foolish to stand in our own name. Lord, we want to stand for you. We want to represent you well, that others could look at us and see the change that you have made in our lives. Jesus, we need you. And so we say, come Holy Spirit to bring more of that change in us, to bring your hope in us. In Jesus' name we